is Hormel food stock ticker HRL a buy now? We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Hormel foods. Then we're giving the business a final rating. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Hormel foods for your stock portfolio. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Hormel Foods stock performance. Hormel Foods is the definition of a slow and steady company. They're a dividend king who have grown their dividends in each of the last 57 years. Right now, they pay an above average 2.74% dividend yield. Year to date, they're underperforming the market. Hormel Foods is down 13%, while the S&P 500 is up nearly 20%. Right now, Hormel Foods trades for $38.59 per share. Hormel is trading $13 below their 52-week high. The company's up just a dollar from their 52-week low. Hormel's a large business. They have a $21.5 billion market cap. But the burning question is, how has the company had such a great track record? And is this likely to continue? Historically meat-focused, Hormel Foods broadened its lineup to include other protein offerings and become a branded food company. The firm sells its food through multiple channels, including U.S. Retail, which is 63% of last year's sales, U.S. Food Service, which is 31% of sales, and International, which makes up 6% of sales. By product, 53% of sales were from perishable food, 27% from shelf staple, 17% from poultry, and 3% from other products. Major brands include Hormel, Spam, Genio, Columbus, Applegate, Planters, and Skippy. Many of these hold the number one or two market share in their respective categories. Now let's look at their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Hormel's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock's likely to return what its underlying business returns. These returns are captured by return on capital. In this time, Hormel's seen their returns decline. They were nearly at 18% prior to 2020. In that year, their returns dropped, and then they continued to drop into 2021. Since then, they've rebounded slightly, and they've been in the low double digits. Even though these returns have dropped, when they're averaged out, Hormel's earned just over 14% returns on capital in a given year. They're coming in just barely above our benchmark, yet this is solidly above average. This is a check on metric number one for Hormel. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to support their returns. We want to see revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. These all need to be up for this to be a check. In this time, Hormel's grown their revenues by 28%. Part of this growth includes acquiring planters from Kraft Heinz in February of 2021 for $3.3 billion. Even though their revenues are up, their net incomes or their earnings are actually down. These have declined by 8%. It's also the case when we look at today's numbers and compare these to 2018 that Hormel's free cash flows have declined by 14%. Just their revenues are up here. This means that their profit margins have declined slightly over this time. This is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want to see Hormel from the view of an individual shareholder. We're looking for earnings per share growth. We learned their earnings have declined by 8%. At the same time, Hormel's slightly diluted shareholders, issuing around 1% additional shares outstanding. That's not much to write home about, but we'd rather have a company with this historic track record buying back its shares in most cases. Because they have more shares outstanding and lower earnings, this is an X on metric number three. Metric number four, we want to see free cash flow per share growth. With their free cash flow declines of 14%, plus with their small shareholder dilution, their free cash flows per share are down. This is an X on metric number four. To recap where we are currently, 
Through four metrics, Hormel has one check and three X's. How will the business fare in the second half of our analysis? During recessions, it's businesses with a lot of debt that can have the biggest losses or even go bankrupt. Metric number five, we want Hormel's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Hormel added on debt to make their planters acquisition in 2021. They were paying this down, and this was down slightly in their fiscal 2022. Today, they've increased their debt again. Right now, Hormel has $2.7 billion in net debt. When we add up their free cash flows from their last five fiscal years, Hormel's generated around $3.9 billion of free cash flow. Even though these free cash flows have declined, they've been relatively steady throughout this period. They seem to support Hormel's net debt position. This is a check on metric number five. In their last 12 months, Hormel generated $728 million of free cash flow. If we project that into the future, Hormel would also be able to support their current net debt positions. Before we get into the first of two different ways we're estimating Hormel's fair value, we can't forget about our bonus. In our bonus, we want Hormel's dividends to be covered by their free cash flows. Right now, Hormel pays an above average 2.74% dividend yield. They're also a dividend king, growing their dividends in each of the last 57 years. No surprise that their dividends have grown in each of the last five years. At the same time, even though Hormel's free cash flows are down, they've covered their dividends in all five of these years. It seems like Hormel maintains a reasonable dividend payout ratio. That's also the case today, which is what we're looking for. This is a check on our bonus. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Hormel's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Hormel. Right now, Hormel has a $24 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at the business similar to it being a private company. In their last five years, we learned they generated $3.9 billion of free cash flow, meaning they generate around $770 million of free cash flow in an average year. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get around a 3.2% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, in their last 12 months, Hormel produced $728 million of free cash flow. When that's divided by their $28 billion enterprise value, it gives us around a 3% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Both of these are coming in below the yield of the 10-year treasury. This means they're also down from our risk premium. Coming in on metric number six, this is an X. Don't just throw the business out. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and talk about our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Hormel, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of Hormel's last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Hormel. They've been a somewhat predictable business in their past, which can potentially potentially inform these assumptions. That's not a guarantee for the future though. If we assume they grow their three-year free cash flows at a rate of 5% annually for the next decade, then in the following decade, assuming that this growth rate is cut in half, we're adding in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, from today's valuation multiples, if these are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Hormel's fair value per share is around $14. That's down pretty significantly from their current stock price. Keep some key points in mind. 
While they've been somewhat predictable, that's not a guarantee for the future. Their business predictability has been lower than some of their other CPG peers. Also, this discount rate is an estimate of total returns based on their free cash flows. It factors in both their average dividend yield and any gains in their stock price. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Hormel, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors may be even more important for their business. Why don't we find out what they are? Looking at the factors supporting a long thesis, number one, Hormel may be poised to rapidly grow its international business given some of its product's strong branding. Number two, not only may Hormel continue to grow its dividend, but by filling its coffers with more cash, the firm could be in a position to fund a special dividend, share repurchases, or acquisitions over the medium term. Number three, Hormel may reinvigorate planters to regain the market share it lost under previous ownership, with its strict focus on brand spending, boosting its ability to compete in the snack category. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, Number one, food is a competitive space. They face competition from other large manufacturers and smaller niche operators, and if Hormel ratchets back spending behind innovation and advertising, market share could erode. Number two, Hormel faces commodity price exposure through both costs and selling prices. Hormel may not always be able to pass on costs to the end customer without realizing decreased volumes. Number three, Hormel can fall behind changing consumer tastes, with aging products falling behind other fast-moving businesses. This could lead to increased promotional spending, hurting sales and profitability. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of Hormel's qualitative factors. Now it's time to talk about our rating. We learned through analyzing Hormel Foods, this dividend king still supports a growing dividend, Despite declines in their free cash flows, they earn solidly above average returns on capital, just sneaking in above our benchmark. While their revenues have grown, both their earnings and free cash flows have declined. They've also issued a small amount of new shares and added on some debt to fuel a planter's acquisition. This potentially helps diversify the business. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice. Based on Hormel's free cash flow to enterprise value yields, those don't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, using those assumptions, if you want a 15% rate of return, and today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years in the future, an estimate of Hormel's fair value per share is around $14. The business last traded at those levels more than a decade ago in October of 2012. You need to be patient as this discount rate outpaces how Hormel has performed historically. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Hormel Foods looks like a modest candidate for further research. Thanks so much for learning about Hormel Foods with me. Subscribe to the channel for more videos and check out this next one.